Coming up on First Course Verse, hey, we rank a lot of albums around here. Let's uh, talk some ranking rules. <laughs> That's next. That kind of sounds like a show or something. Ranking rules. Ranking rules. I like it. Yeah. It's like the Finn Files or the... Or like a real world, the real files. world challenge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got nothing. That's fine. Uh, welcome to episode 170 of Verse Course Verse. I am DL with me. And I lost, I already lost my notes. <laughs> you and can I just look at my face. I'm going to call you. <laughs> yeah, but I have a witty it's thing one, every time. And people. I don't remember what it was because. <laughs> Uh, Rachel, rank them if you got them, polio. <laughs> Rachel, how are you? Okay, that was worth it. It was. See, that was a good that one. Good. I didn't want to miss that. That's fair. Uh, I'm good. I'm getting all sugared up and ready to talk about ranking. Are you a donut in the morning person? I am not even a breakfast person, but for some reason this morning when I was buying alcohol at Albertsons at 8.30 in the morning... Uh, I felt the need to buy an additional thing with it, so I didn't look too glaring of an alcoholic, uh, and so I bought some maple donuts. So I've eaten a maple donut. <laughs> so you go maple bar, huh? Yeah. That is the only donut there is. It ca- surprises me. It surprises me that you see more of a chocolate donut Mm-mm. type. Maple. I don't really... The cho- oh. They're fine. If there's nothing else, I'll eat a chocolate donut, but maple bar. I mean, you, you went to Albies? Yeah. Albertsons. Albertsons. Yeah, donuts there are not. Uh, They're fine. That's not great. They're fine. There's mm. uh, a place in town called Duck Donuts, which is fabulous. And you can like make your own donuts, uh, like pick what you want, like the, the frosting and the toppings or yeah. whatever. But yeah. ever since COVID, the whatever oil they fry them in, like that's all that I can taste. And so really oh. cheaper donuts are the way to go because they're not like freshly fried or whatever so they're good for me i have been um i've been laid out all week i've been sicker than i feel like i've ever been sick i i keep testing negative for covid but uh i did like have my first actual food food last night and i could like barely taste it so i'm worried i'm very paranoid that that's gonna be a thing but you know what? I'm having like one of my drinks, spoilers, this morning is tea, mm. and it tastes just fine. But you can taste the tea. So whatever kind it is. I think like it's it's apple I cinnamon think. and I definitely taste Here's apple. Here's the thing though, you really need to have somebody help you with a blind taste test because there's a lot of things that I think I can taste, but it's my brain telling me, you know what that tastes like. This is what this yeah. tastes like. That's what I'm worried yeah. about. Yeah. Because last night I had like two bites of a burger mm. and I was like, I can't taste any Yikes. of this at all. Like, it's a waste pointless. of a burger. I'm sorry. It sure was. Uh, but that's okay. We're not here for a bunch of negative <laughs> vibes, positive vibes only. Right, Rachel? Right. Hey, <laughs> hey, why are we doing this so fucking early today, Rachel? Because uh, my husband is tearing up the basement floor and I thought the noise might... Uh, impede my recording abilities so what are we doing that for uh because my house is going on 100 years old it was built in 1930 and wow sometimes when there's a flash flood which there was last year for a day um it just flooded the basement and ruined the floor and so we ripped up it was it's pergo you know that fake uh hardwood Uh stuff and it just you know, ruined half of the floor down in the basement. And so we ripped it up uh, before the wedding and then just haven't had time to rip the rest of it up. So we're in the process of renovating the downstairs. He did can lights the other day and took out popcorn ceiling, which is disgusting in the first place. And now him and his uh, dad and brother are going to rip up the floor (coughs) and we'll put a (coughs) nice new floor in there. So. Wow. Well, that sounds like a fun weekend. Yeah, but also I wanted Not to drink at really. 10 a.m. So, so, so there's, there's that. that. And I wanted you, who's been hey, sick all it, week, it, to drink at 9 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, here we, we go, go, ladies and gentlemen. 
<laughs> um, all right, so it is Rachel and I's first. Here's where you're wrong of the year. Uh, Rachel, can you explain what what you think that we're trying to talk about today? <laughs> That's a great question, David. Um, Thanks. So we've been be. going over the top 500 albums of, according to Rolling Stone. They put out this list. Yes. They put out four iterations of it, I believe, since the early 2000s. The most recent one was just last year, 2023. They've revised it a little bit. And then just like a month ago, they came out with like eight. They added like eight new ones, which I haven't even, I like glossed, glanced at them. I thought it was a joke and uh, haven't really looked at it since. Oh, we'll talk about that. We will talk about that. They did something that pissed me off so bad with that and to me proves that they don't give two fucks about these (laughs) rankings anyway keep going sorry so we've been going through a word about we just published uh 420 uh carrie came out with (laughs) (laughs) that's funny uh with that one which was something earth Earth, wind wind and fire fire, that's right um that album rules Lucky. Uh, so she did that one. We've so we're eighty-ish. You did Arular, which also that one, rules. You got to do M- MAI. MAI. You're still sick. <laughs> MAI. <laughs> um, my my knowledge is missing. Yeah, I've in got. Action, I've got we've both got to do. There's. I mean, this is a decent list, which we'll talk about how we feel about the cumulative list, but. Uh, we've been just talking about whether or not these things belong on the list, how good the actual, the album actually is. Yeah. Yeah. And so today we're going to revisit that. It's very hard when you get into ranking albums, uh, figuring out how you're going to do it because of a lot of different reasons and trying to make sense of somebody else's 500 greatest albums of list like we're doing with Rolling right. Stone just leads to I swear it leads me to a brand new question with every single album that gets on the things like wait so why are we counting this versus right. this versus this it doesn't make any sense and that's what we've come to talk about I actually I don't think this is going to be too much of an argue one it seems like when I, when I edit yours, mm-hmm. you seem to be in a pretty similar field of me of things like live albums and greatest hits albums and stuff like that. Yeah, well, we definitely have. There are albums that I like more than you, but well, the type well, yeah. of album, you know, live, anthology I'm more mean the rules. I think, I yeah. think this, here's why you're wrong, is more us arguing with Rolling Stone than with each other. I think it's us pairing up. And then fighting them. Yes. Yes. Make it make sense to us, Rolling Stone. Make it make sense. So that's what we're doing. We are talking about how to rank albums. Uh, I also have a couple other questions that we'll get into later on for Rachel and actually for myself that we'll go into because another thing that we do on this podcast is every now and then we give each other albums. It's actually how this podcast started. If you guys go back and listen to episode I mean, I guess you can listen to episode one. <laughs> mm, that's a bad pancake. <laughs> well, you can't say that. You were in his shut not up. Here yet. But uh, <laughs> um, a little rough around the edges, we'll say. Maybe, you know, 40 minutes too long. But that's okay. Anywho, one of the things that we do is we rank albums. Is we talk about an album and then we rank it. Everybody actually does it one through ten now. It didn't used to be that. They do now. Everybody wants to be like me. That's okay. But uh, we're going to talk a little bit about how we base our rankings and, and what we think uh, constitutes a, a perfect album. Does the perfect album exist? Uh, the Beatles existed, so yes, it does. But anyway. But so does Paul and Linda uh, McCartney. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. We, we've covered Ram. I had to cover Ram. I guess I'll say that. Anyway, uh... Those are the shits we're doing today. We're very excited. But the first thing that's coming is what are we drinking early, early?
Uh, Rachel, you're about to. So, are you going to partake in this floor pulling outy? And uh, um, oh, no. so here's another fun rewind into how I'm feeling this week. I uh, went to the doctor because I have not been. My shoulder's been kind of messed up for a while, and I've been ignoring it. Oh yeah, you're on the roids. I'm working out on top of it. So I did. I got a cortisone shot. I have a torn labrum and calcifytic tendinosis. So I have like a little bit of calcium just like floating around uh, my clavicle area. So I've been going to physical. How'd you tear your labrum just I'm working? It's really out? tough. I think I just I just go too hard at the gym. Oh. I was going to say, you don't tear things when you're tough. It's the opposite. No, I think I'm just getting old and I just went too hard, honestly. Uh, but I've, I've been going said. to <laughs> PT and I'm not really supposed to do a ton. He actually told me to stop working out and stop doing things with my arm besides the exercise that he's given me. So, so I will not be partaking, unfortunately. You will not be skipping leg day moving forward. <sighs> yeah, it's just legs from here on out. <laughs> so no i'm gonna get uh, wasted season, let's do this I'm, I'm down season four we're having fun this year okay uh we already did stone temple pilots we did purple um sven and i talked dave that was a fucking blast and now rachel and i we have our first episode it's gonna be mm -hmm. fun i totally skip i'm so okay so disclaimer everybody you know the whole like the i don't have covid i've tested negative like five times but you know the whole brain fog thing yeah. um it is i have it so hard i have been just useless at work this week i've been useless every like this may be a shaky episode. And the reason that I bring that up is because I started this whole thing with asking, what are we drinking? And I just completely <laughs> went off of the left lane and didn't even, yeah, the, I didn't even go on any of the forks in the road. Rachel, what are you drinking this morning? <laughs> well, I just wanted to have a good time. Uh, so I just got some, got me a six pack of Smirnoff ice uh, and it's kind of juicy. So that's a good like breakfast alcohol. So yeah. <laughs> I think that means you're also safe from people thinking you're an alcoholic when you're buying it at eight <laughs> at the store. Nobody, nobody goes and buys Smirnoff ice at 8 a.m. because they're like in withdrawal. That's true. Because like, it's like, yeah, a half a percent alcohol. Yeah. Mostly. It's like you're, you're in line with the guy with the, with Cuddy bourbon and then you've got Smirnoff ice. I think they're going to think. And it was Albertsons. It's not, you can't okay. really go that hard at a grocery store. So. What flavor? Oh, not in Idaho. You can't. Yeah, no. No, um, no just liquor raspberry. in Idaho stores. I'm a traditionalist. How is that traditional? There's like original and there's raspberry oh. and then there's fancy flavors. Well, you just said you're a traditionalist. You didn't buy traditional. Well, there's. It's like second. It's like the second holes. iteration of Smirnoff ice. It's it's an it's early one. Second edition. Um, is, is it good? It doesn't look that cold. Is it? Yeah, cold? it was in the fridge, in the fridge area, oh, okay. and then in my fridge right. for an hour and a bit. Well, how does it not look? I told cold? you I've been sick, so I got to keep it super healthy. Uh, so that's why I've got plenty of ginger beer here with my Moscow mules. Nice. Um, so, mmm, mm. tastes like I'm getting it sick again. <laughs> You look great. I can't. It's it. Hey, thanks. <laughs> uh, it tastes it tastes like water to me. I don't know. I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it'll get me there. Hey, we got a lot to go over today. We'll take a break. Rachel, will take her dog out. We'll be right back. What dog? She just wanted some maple I heard bar. Your dog. She, she put her little head up here and bar. was like, mm. "No, I won't give her that." I'm a good mom. <coughs> I'm a good dog mom. Don't do oh. it. We are back. Let's get to it. Hey, ranking albums. How do we do it? Rolling Stones, they ranked 500. You hit on one of the first things I wanted to say is, uh, isn't it really, really hard to fuck up? Like, okay. You come up with an album, you come up with a list that's 500 greatest albums of right. all time. Like it, how it's almost impossible to fuck that up. Right. That's so many albums. Fuck it up in what sense? 
you would think that, okay, let's say that I, as a person think that there's 50 perfect albums out there and there's like 250 just insane, amazing albums. Odds are most of them are going to be on that list. So like, it's gotta be, you know what I mean? Like 500 greatest albums, you look at it and it's Paul Simon and it's Marvin Gaye and it's like, well, yeah, okay. So there you go. And yet somehow we're constantly left feeling like the list is terrible. I mean, maybe it's because they had to grab so many. And like you just said, I have 50, then I have 250. That's only 300. So 200 of these maybe are just filler of like, ah, that was a decent album or this guy liked this one. Because this list, which I didn't know until researching, was put together by a good handful of people. It wasn't like a couple editors. It was... A no, large group of people. It was all, it was So why don't you touch on that now? I'm I'm glad you mentioned that because that was one of the things that I wanted to talk about was how this list came to be because this is not just a couple of Rolling Stone editors saying here are the five hundred greatest albums of all time. Right. So it's about like I didn't count thirty ish people at Rolling Stone that seemed to put the list together, at least the most recent list. And then this past year which I should have this information pulled up and I do not. In one of the iterations back in 2020, they surveyed 300 artists, producers, critics, music industry figures, including Beyonce, Taylor, mm-hmm. her, uh, Lindsey Jordan, Gene Simmons, Stevie Nicks, Radiohead. So a lot of big name people and all of those people sent in 50. Yes. Each voter was asked to send in 50 of their favorite albums. And then they worked off of that and then revised the list again. So lots of people have had their hand in this. This isn't one editor at Rolling Stone. This isn't a couple editors. This is a good number of people that have put this together. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're a little bit, um, mysterious on how they, cause it's apparently there were weighted votes. Right. Like there were certain people whose votes mattered more than that others. That seems unfair. But they didn't say, well, I mean, you know, never <laughs> mind. I'm not going to say anything. About I know where that's going. It's fine. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it's not just Rolling Stone's right. fault. But to me, that's almost, I don't know. Is that a good thing or is that a cop I mean, out? I, it's like, I think it's nice that so many people had their hand in it. So it's not like. When we put our top 10 list together, we have four people, five people sometimes that vote on the top 10 albums of an entire year. And it's not yeah. cumulative of of the year and all of the sounds because the four or five of us have not listened to every album that was put out that year. So that's not fair. So Very I true. do think having mm-hmm. 100 people or so talking about all these albums and people that have been in the industry for as a very long time and people that have been in the industry for Billie Eilish is one of the people in there. She's been making music for less than 10 years. Um, and so she's been alive for like, how is she going to know the 500 greatest albums yet? She needs like another 15 years to marinate I mean, in music. That's true. And- but then you look at, you know, you have Gene Simmons and Stevie Nicks. Are they listening to the most modern albums? They have a good range of ages of people on there. So that's true. And Gene Simmons probably just put kiss yeah, like every kiss album a hundred times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so we have done so far we have recorded, I think we've released, I think you said, I We're think on 420, four, so. we've released 80 yeah. of them. Yeah. So we've released 80 of them. We've recorded, I think like 82 of them. Um, and it's let's see. We'll we'll just start from. I don't. I'm, I don't want to give any specifics here, but um, I want to talk about where I'm. Where I'm really confused. And I'll say here's here's what I'll say is okay. Th- this is the one. This is. I mean, there's a few of them I could have gone with, but um, this is this is what I'm going to go with first is. Today or tomorrow, I'm going to record one that's Ornette Coleman, which is a, it's the album The Shape of Jazz to Come, which is just an incredible jazz album. Mm-hmm. It's, it's insane. And for these are the ones that don't make sense to me. These are the ones that if you're going to put Ornette Coleman on it, or you're going to put 
like Howlin' Wolf on it or that sort of thing. And you're jamming these at, you know, 418 or, or 476. Mm-hmm. That stuff, it doesn't make any sense to me at all. And I don't understand the rhyme or reason of, you know, look, I, I it's hard not to be an elitist when Britney Spears is above Muddy Waters on a well, list. It doesn't. And they may do it the way that you do it. You have so many people in there and you think you add, you put a number and you're ranking every single person, but then when you add them all together and then divide, they're, they're in spots that don't make sense because so many people have had their hand in it where yes. Okay. This is not the truth, but Britney Spears deserves to be on this list. We'll say sure. This album. I love Britney Spears. She's great. Old Britney Spears. Well, maybe there but, isn't. Like, I don't like. Maybe there's an album of hers that does. I'm not saying yeah, there isn't. This album's not great. But. I'm saying the one that the one that we've covered so far, which was Blackout. Yeah, no. Right. That that album's terrible. Well, and I think we t- we talked and, about like for the genre that it was. Like, maybe it need they needed a dance pop album on there, and so mm, they're like, well, mm-hmm. vote on this one. This is. Maybe they gave these people a list of 500 and just said, rank them and add a couple if you want to add a couple. You know, they didn't, we don't yeah. know the science of how they, how they ranked them. Yeah. So I think going crazy about how they rank them is going to drive us insane. Yeah, but that's our that's job. That's true. That's why we that's get why paid. That's why we were put on this earth. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> Um, okay. So this is something that we touched on at the end of last year. We're going to touch on it right now too. Um, it surprises me. God damn it. (laughs) It surprises me that I would think that a Rolling Stone type would be progressive to the point that, or maybe they, okay. Two parter. There are albums by people on here that I would think that Rolling Stone would rather just not have to touch on. And the the big one that sticks out to me is Phil Spector because they have Back to Mono by Phil right. Spector on here. And it surprises me that a, a an organization like Rolling Stone would even mess with that. And Or B, are they... Are they relying on the type of people that pay attention to Rolling Stone as being such surface level music fans that they're not even going to blink at what a fucking, what's a Phil Spector? I have no idea. Well, then there, that goes back into our ongoing forever and ever discussion of separating the music and the people, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So maybe they're just really good at separating the music and the people. (laughs) Over at Rolling Stone. They might Maybe be. a little bit of both. I mean, that the, <coughs> the first, I don't know when he got in the most trouble recently, but the first iteration was 2003. When did uh, Phil... Oh, he's dead. Good. I don't know if I do that. Yes, he's very dead. 2009 was when he went oh, to jail. See? No, 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 no. That's when he was sentenced. Right. Uh, 2003 was when he murdered, uh, so this list came out right when he was murdering people. So (laughs) who knows what time of year, (laughs) September, no, that was 2020, November of 2003. Oh, they had their time. They had enough time to figure it out. Yeah. They're idiots. Maybe they already had the list like printed and they're like, well, it's going to cost us this much to reprint. (laughs) Fuck it. (laughs) Nobody's going to care. Nobody's going to notice. And well, I mean, it doesn't seem like he's still on there, so it doesn't seem like anybody's. I mean, twenty years later, we'll have to get down and see where it could. But what about the more infamous ones, like the R. Kellys? I wonder if R. Kelly's on here. Have you peeked at the list? Do you know what's going to happen? I know the top ten. Oh, that's it. Ooh, that's all I know. How do you know? Did you look, or did it? Was it ruined for you on accident? Yeah, I was actually a guest on a pod once, and they had me. They like gave me the top ten from this, and they were like, "Hey, pick one and to talk about." You cheated on us. I did. It wasn't very good. (laughs) (laughs) Was it worth it, David? (laughs) 
It definitely was not <laughs> worth it. That's for damn sure. That, that's that podcast isn't even a thing anymore. Which one was actually? On? They're all dying like flies. We had. Uh, I will edit. The, one of those was the the screaming music, right? That we went over. Yeah, Beth Ann came on and did yeah, under yeah. oath, and it it was awesome. She's yeah, chill. she was great. She was fantastic. Um. All right, let's get to another topic of conversation mm-hmm. and one that I feel very, very, very strongly about in the negative. Uh, greatest Hits albums. We both do. So you, yeah, you covered Al Green's Greatest Hits, which is one of my favorite. I Did you do that one or did uh, I do that one? I think I you did that one. I Al did Green's it. Greatest do you remember Hits. what number it was? You did it. You did. I don't, but you did. Um, Al Green. His greatest hits are it's one of my favorite albums to listen to it's i love it i've loved it since i had it as a cd as a kid but um why are we what are they doing putting greatest hits albums on here you know so their their explanation was that these albums still made a huge influence in musical history so they deserve to be on there they're high selling blah 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 whatever whatever Okay. That's their reasoning. So so their reasoning is cultural significance, essentially. Yeah. So the music magazine, the music organization (laughs) that is supposed to be about music is admitting that it's culture. It's not music. Correct. Like this isn't about that's that's how I feel about that. I don't like that. That pisses me off, uh, especially when you have like an Al Green, for example, who Al Green has come out with good albums. Mm-hmm. Like we don't you don't need to have his greatest hits right. on here. And I just don't I don't understand that. I don't understand. Um, you know, here here's the here's the other end of the coin on that is you do have bands that came out before the 60s you do have like muddy waters Mm -hmm. anthology you have uh like we talked about howlin wolf all of these you know the ronettes these are all compilations of of shit that they've recorded over 10 12 years because there weren't full albums back then that people came out with so i've kind of over the past year i've grown a lot more lenient on that of like pre 69 no 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 not 69 pre 63 yeah. ish i don't know what are your thoughts on well those then you ones? have uh diana ross and the supremes right 1974 the anthology hmm. and that had what like 30 fucking songs on it which is just insanity yeah. that's not an album that is that it says anthology that's a greatest hits album that's And then they added and added and added every time they re-released it with more songs. And it seems very unfair to Britney Spears, who put together an album with a normal amount of songs on it. And we're judging those two up against each other. I think that's that's really it's cheating in two ways. It's cheating because it's the best you've ever done on one album. Uh And two, you're holding it up against other people who put together an album a normal way. So that's yeah. not their no, best No, I very much agree with that. I, it's it's like coming out with a list of the greatest 250 books of all time and having Encyclopedia Britannica Ooh, on it. That's a good it's book, not, It doesn't... It, <laughs> it really is. Man, I remember my grandparents had like, you know, the volumes, right. like the massive volumes of... Like you remember before Wikipedia and for like school you'd have to study. You'd open a book out of books. Yeah, that was Man, some weird shit. <laughs> those were, those were really good though. But it's yeah no I completely agree. It, it, and the the whole God I forgot about that. Yeah, the Diana Ross one is a really good example because there are there's there so many tracks on it. And when they were making that album, they just kept adding tracks like it wasn't even a there is no let's go in the studio let's make this album it's just a record company saying hey we should add these seven tracks and then we haven't released it yet so we should add these four more Mm -hmm. tracks i don't i don't understand how uh an organization knowing the history like that can 
throw an album on there. Yeah. And and what makes it even worse is what was that? Like 460 or something like that? Uh, 252. Or sorry, 452. My bad. It can't be 252. And I say 452. I had... Uh, I think it, I don't think it's 452 anymore. I think that's the version that we have that came out before the, the 2023 iteration. But the bottom it's line is, is you are, as an organization, you are saying that we are putting a compilation of Diana Ross and the Supreme's best mm-hmm. work on here. And it's 452. Like, I mean, that doesn't make any, you can't fucking do that's that. That's a good point like, too. It's pretty down in the dumps for what a good album it is yeah. because it is the cream of the crop for Diana Ross. Diana Ross doesn't need to be at 450. That's ridiculous. That is insane. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. Here's another interesting one. And this one I don't have a good answer to. But there are a couple albums that, uh, like, late 500, there's the indestructible beat of Soweto. Mm. There's um, King Sonny Addy has the, the classic years album on here. So another thing that Rolling Stone did is they took a lot of international music. They took a lot of, you know... We need our our Manny Chow. We need our our European right. representation here. Where we need a South African, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And all of those albums are greatest hits. And I'm to me that is borderline insulting. Of it, it does feel it feels like a. It feels like the Rolling Stone just said, "Hey, we gotta represent." Right other world mm-hmm. music and throw it on here. That's my thoughts. on. Yeah, that. no. And I think it, the same way that it's insulting to have Diana Ross placed there. It's insulting to have a compilation album to be like, there's no album that you've done on your own. That's good enough. So let's grab your greatest hits. Let's grab your compilation. Let's grab your anthology and let's put those in there. Cause we yeah. need to fill in our African music slot and our world music slot. And it is. It's 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 unfair and it's not a good representation of their act their music at all. It's lame. But I do think Phil, like I said when we talked about a couple different kinds of albums, they just felt like they needed to fill each genre of music and they just put one in there to put one in there. And I think that they handed this list to people and said, "These are your options. Just rank them." Instead of yeah. saying, go listen to all these albums and then. Oh, I wonder if they yeah. did that. Well, that's what. Is that so do you. So you think that they might have said like, hey, we've got. 100%. Okay, interesting. I think. I don't. I don't think Blackout should be on this list at all. It's it's not nope. a good album. But it's a dance pop, electro, whatever album. And if that wasn't on there, at least yeah. as far as we've gone down in 80 albums, there's nothing that compares in that genre to that genre of music. So that genre of music would just be left out entirely at this point. But you don't, do you see it being possible that if Rolling Stone did pull a bunch of new eight, like, let's say younger, I mean, well, actually, maybe, not, but it, like a Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. for example, do you think that growing up, like a blackout might have been influential for her or or might have maybe people of that age or artists or maybe i mean you do like i said we did have uh billy eilish was one of the people that helped vote on this so that's uh an album that she could have listened to when she was younger so it could have had an influence on her that's a good point very much another big thing that's become huge that this is transferring more from look we we've talked a lot about the rolling stone stuff um, we're, we agreeing, we're agreeing too much. So we're not, yeah. you know, sorry, let's this, fight. Yeah. This is, this is being weird. <laughs> I have a feeling we're going to agree on this too. So I don't know right now, since vinyl has become the it thing again, right. like it is official after I think last year's what the third year of, of just crazy exponential right. growth that now the big thing is to come out with re-editions. And what they're doing, for example, 
yesterday or two days ago, Jar of Flies by Allison Change, 30th right. year anniversary release. They come out with a 250 something dollar box set. Yeah. You know, look at all this amazing art and this pretty stuff. Sells out in seven minutes. Did you get one? Uh, no, I'm not. Because I hate that yeah. shit. I'm not spending 250 bucks on a fucking reissue. Like, I'll I'll buy the reissue of the vinyl and it comes out in March. That's great. But this whole thing, they've done it to the Beatles. You know, they like the, the revolver box set and all this shit. What? Why are all of us spending so much fucking money on these goddamn reissues? Yeah. No, I think it's... What I think is messed up is I, I'm back and forth about the reissues. Like if you want to waste your money on $250 because the packaging's pretty and you get a little extra something, some it's whatever. I'm not your mom. I can't tell you what to do with your yeah. life. When it becomes unfair <laughs> is when it's, that's the way to get the album. And that is the only way to get the album. And there's not a, a separate, just the album coming out at some point. That's absolution. Uh, yes, Muse just re released absolution and they only re released it as a box set. So you can't buy a vinyl, right. you have to buy a double vinyl that comes with the CDs and it comes with an art booklet. So, hey, you can have the album, but it's $200 and here's 170 of it is shit that you don't want or need. Right. If you're somebody like me that just wants a fucking album to listen to, what's it? What just goes against like. Music should be accessible to everyone. It's very unfair to have only people that can just drop a couple hundred dollars at a time to buy your album, to be able to listen yeah. to your album, especially when it's reissues and maybe it's not on Spotify and maybe it's not available <coughs> another way unless your dad had an album, you know, back in the 60s, yeah. 70s or whatever. But Bellamy, you're out of touch. It's official. You're officially out oh, of cool. touch. You, you married... Kate was he married to Kate yeah, Hudson? I think so. I think that sounds right. Yeah, I think they're divorced. Probably, but nothing lasts yeah, forever. You changed, man. <laughs> um, yeah, all these these special editions, these reissues, I don't get it. I some of you that listen to this must love those and buy those and stuff. And I want to, I just want to know why. Like, doesn't it just take up space? And what do you just like go in and and stare? I mean, maybe at the fucking cool art. Nobody does that. You're none of you do that. They might do that. I mean, look at that Taylor Swift so? with the four albums that make a clock or whatever. Uh huh. Like, people probably bought it just a, because. I mean, people probably people absolutely bought it just to have like the visual of that they're not listening to, to every four albums yeah wall. they're not listening to the full, same album four times they bought those four and then an extra yeah. one that they can listen to didn't taylor do didn't she add something different on each version though so people would have to buy it if, no 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 i don't no, think no, on the clock it. one what? there was like the mid the midnights came out and then there was the 3 a.m version which had extra yes. songs on it I think there's only two different Taylor's sneaky ass kept doing. Yeah. What she kept doing is she kept saying she would come out with something on Instagram and be like, Hey, my, this edition of this is coming out and it's only going to be around for two days. Yeah. So you have to buy it. And then right after a day later, Hey, this version of this is coming yeah. out. So, um, you're all, Terrible, terrible people for doing these things to people. And uh, like, I, I won't pick on Taylor Swift. I'll pick on Muse because Absolution, I know what's going to happen is they're going to come out with a reissue. See, Absolution is an album that I don't have. It's one of my favorite albums of all time. Uh, so do I really, really want to buy that box set that's 200 bucks or whatever? Yeah, I do. But I'm not going to fucking do that. And uh, it's not nice. It's... Some would say it's mean for yeah. Like you guys have millions of dollars, man. You don't you don't need to do that. Maybe they need more planes. Um, what did you just say? Maybe they need more planes. More planes. planes. Yeah, they the probably plane. do. Uh, the one thing that I have come around yeah. on that I have kind of changed on, particularly on the Rolling Stone thing, is live albums. Um, I feel like. 
there's something to be said for a real, legit, amazing, well thought out, well produced live album. Um, what I don't think I don't think you've had a live album to talk on Rolling Stone yet, have you? What are your thoughts on live albums? Uh, a lot of the time, I feel like, at least in modern times, a lot of the albums that are shoved out today are so overproduced and so, okay, let's take another take and let's do another take until it's perfect and I want it to be beautiful and I want it to be the most amazing thing that has ever been, you know, just shiny, uh-huh. perfect, no flaws whatsoever. When you have a live album, when you have an artist in front of you singing, it's who they actually are and how they can actually perform. Yeah. And there's really something to be said about that. One of the ones that I did go over was Cheryl Crow. And I talked about the first mm. take of when she says, if it makes you happy, her voice, if it makes you her happy. voice cracks and on the first chorus and it's amazing and then you don't see it again but when you have those moments in the song it it's really what makes your skin like makes your hair stand up and makes you go oh my gosh that is a talent that is an amazing amazing person and we don't I don't feel like I get that very much with albums these days with modern albums when I see Billie Eilish perform or somebody amazing doing vocals, I'm like, oh, God, that is great. But when I listen to her album, I'm like, ah, you know, it's really good. It is really, really good. And she's very talented. But it's Mm. the rawness that I really, really love in music. And so if it's a good live album, uh, I think it's okay for that one to count. I don't think it's and it, it's even, it's kind of the antithesis of the greatest hits, right? Because it's not like yeah. they're having multiple takes on on a song. <laughs> it's not their absolute best work. It's what they can do in the moment. In the yeah. moment. Yeah. I agree. And I've come around. So there it is. Um, but well put, we'll leave it at that. Hey, we got a lot more to get to. We got, we need to talk about ranking albums and, and some other shit like that. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. We did purple three, what? Three weeks something ago, like something that. like that. That was your first official 10 out of 10. I've changed my ways. Crazy. So what happened? What to discuss this with us? Why? Why suddenly did you decide that you can give a hundred percent on a? I paper? mean, I think we kind of talked about. I kind of talked about what made me change my ways, and that is that. What is perfection? Um, I think that the best that they can do. And then them just being talented in general is what makes a 10 out of 10. I think I had, I don't know what, what standards I think would have made me have a 10 out of 10 before, but I think that that purple is the best that Stone Temple Pilots, that was their pinnacle. That was the best they ever did. They ever could do. And it was amazing. Do you think before it was it was even possible for you to give a 10 out of 10 or was your thing that you know, there is no, I think there was no 10 out of 10. I think if I re, if I went through other 10 out of 10 albums that we went through, I think I would maybe be a little bit nicer about the, the numbers and the judging. I think I'm getting soft. Just cause you got married. You got soft. Is that getting old? I'm just like, let the kids have their time. Here's a, here's a 10 commercials. Oh, I cry at all the commercials. (laughs) <laughs> do you no. <laughs> you probably do <laughs> you don't know me yeah so i think the biggest thing for a perfect 10 out of 10 for me is that they have to do one of two things they have to either be the peak of a genre like they have to be a a perfected genre or they have to be completely pioneering something 
Those are my, so if they're not pioneering something, which is that's like the quickest way to a 10 out of 10 for me, then they have to be perfecting what was once pioneered essentially is those are my two things. But I think there's also, and I think purple is one of them, which purple I think might be the highest ever. No, actually, Mesmerize was... Well, yeah, it'd be a tie because Evil and I gave Mesmerize a 10 out of 10. You gave it a 9 out of 10. I, Purple, uh, Evil, and you gave 10 out of 10. I gave it a 9 out of 10, but I was kind of just being a a pain in the ass. Yeah. Um, But the thing about Purple is I think that it's greater than this... Well, no, not greater. Kind of the opposite. Like, there are four to five songs that are so phenomenal yeah. on it that are 14 out of 10 songs that it makes up so for the, math on the it. fact that there are yeah see so it, it makes so there's a couple of like eight out of 10 songs yeah. on there sure but you know you have vaseline you have interstate love song you have army right. ants and these songs are like more than 10 out of 10s that you yeah know? i know i was there so here's here's another question for you then, yeah. Rachel. Um, I'm going to read you off albums that are on our 10 out of 10 okay. so far. And you're going to tell me <laughs> in complete honesty, and, and this is, I'm trying to get some drama going Perfect. here. Um, Let's fight. <laughs> which, ones, which ones deserve to be on and which okay. ones don't? All right. Okay. Let's start... No, I'm not going to start, start there. there. Uh, let's start with uh, Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars by the David Bowie. To be fair, I haven't listened to that all the way through. I don't think it's fair for me to judge that either way. Who the fuck are you? Sorry, I'm a new hire. You should probably not be on a music <laughs> podcast. There's a lot of music to listen to, David. Um, Can I just tell yeah. you... Uh, as soon as humanly possible, please go listen to that Writing album. It down right now. Uh, it will. It's. Oh my God, Rachel. You just got to trust me on okay. some things. On some things. Um, Allison Chain's Dirt. A million out of 10. I don't know what I gave it the first time, but 10 out of 9 10 out, out of 10. fucking 10. Yeah. Okay. Good. I <laughs> Good. have a feeling. <laughs> Yeah, we don't have to fight on that one. Um, Talking Book by Stevie Wonder. Mm, I'd say at least a nine out of, nine out of ten. So, but not mad. It's on no, the wall. No, not at all. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, System of Down, Mesmerize. <sighs> ten, probably. That was so okay. good. So, so far, so yeah. good. But this is when it's going to start getting interesting. <laughs> uh, Gorilla's self-titled debut album. No, it's high up there. It's just, not a 10. What is it about the Gorillas you just don't like? I don't know. Is it? I, I want you to be honest with me. Is it because David Almar talks shit about Taylor Swift? <laughs> Did he? I'll kill him. <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't know that. It really but no, isn't? I just... Yeah. No, it's just... It doesn't get me there. I don't know. That's so surprising. There's some... There are some albums... Rachel has at least twice a year where she surprises me. At least. Uh, one way or the other. A good example last year was I gave her a Billy Talent album. And I was I thought I was giving her full ammo to just <laughs> be like, what the fuck are you no, thinking? That here? was awesome. Love, but she loved it. And then there are albums like Gorillas where I'm like, oh my God. She's going to love it. Rachel's just going to be like jamming to this all day. And we get there and she's like, what the fuck? It's not what the so, fuck. It's just not 10. 10 out of 10 for me. Okay, this one you might not... You may have never listened to him, but Big Black, Big Black Delta is Big Black Delta. Yeah, nope. I haven't listened to that all the way. No idea. I have listened to some of it, but okay. not enough to judge it. Okay. Uh, also on our top 10 uh, wall, and I you see me looking over here, I'll show you. With, like, we, I literally have a wall of these. Uh, Crash to Stummies, God Shuffled His Feet. Not I love a fan. You. <laughs> Do you not like Crash to Stummies at They're all? They're fine. 
I don't not like them. It's not something I'd turn off, but it's not something I'd turn on. So you're one of those fuckers that's like, <laughs> yeah, they had the you're just, song you're one of those and fuckers. everything else is bull- No, I don't think... Yeah. I don't think that song is a great example of who they are as artists. Okay, good. We can still be friends Yay. then. Uh, Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Very high up. Uh, nine or ten. What is your fucking beef with Miseducation of... What is your beef with I have Lauren no beef Hill? with Lauren Hill. I think she's fabulous. I loved her in Sister Act. Lauren Hill... Is that what it is? Because she was in no. Sister Act? That's no, your problem. She was way um, too good for you, Sister Act. Lauren Hill tends to be your go-to with... You've done it twice where you've compared I think Amy Winehouse was the mm. first one where you're like it's better than fucking Lauren Hill. It is better than Lauren Hill. Um Don't shake your head at me. Not Here's even the close. thing. There are a handful of people and I know Lauren Hill was young when she came around. But it's just you have Very. Amy Winehouse, you have Fiona Apple, you have so much talent and so much maturity in such a tiny little body. And so mm-hmm. when you're lining those up for me, there's people that are just going to be above Lauren Hill. I am not, yeah, there, there's, there's not. no way that I am denying Lauren Hill is insanely talented. She's so, so good. But in, <laughs> in my heart, there's, there's other people that are just slightly above her. That's insane. It's not insane. Um, You're insane. A photo trophy by Moontooth. Uh, I don't know that I've... Have you even listened to it? I have. I don't know that I've listened to it enough to really judge it, though. So I'm going to pass on that one. And then the last one, the most fun one. Here's the (laughs) one we can... uh, Peter Gabriel's (laughs) So I like that you saved it for last. When you said, oh, I'm going to skip... I almost started with it. I know, when you said you were going to skip over it, I was like, "Eh." (laughs) Uh, no, not a 10 out of 10. Sorry. Uh, Rachel, I've got good news. He has a new album out. Oh, shit. He's been working on it for like 30 years. Uh, there's two versions of it. Go on. So you, so you have two, basically two Peter Gabriel albums that you get to listen to this year. Do they come in a box set? (laughs) <laughs> nope but i did buy both of you them would okay i would um what what's your beef with peter gabriel just uh, too boring um yeah i feel like his it's it's his talent is not consistent enough for me i know he's he's insanely good he's very talented but <clears throat> there are seem to be holes in his albums for me where i'm just like you showed up for this track number one, two, three, and then four was garbage. I hated it. And then five was garbage. And then six was good. And I just don't feel like for me that there's enough consistency in his work. Again, he's talented. And I know that there's lots of people that are madly in love with him. And I think that's great and grand for them. I don't, I want, I want more out of him. And I think that's so unfair to say because I do understand that he's insanely talented and I am very much insulting you it's and so most most Poor of our Peter. listeners currently. I don't think Peter Gabriel has the the big following a lot of these do. Like I didn't get as much pushback on there were a couple like, you know, eighties childs that were like, dude, what the fuck, Rachel? But sorry guys. It wasn't as wasn't as bad as some of that's the other good. ones. So moving forward. Right. What can we expect from you as a, like, are you still going to be pretty hard giving out 10 out of 10s? Is it going to happen now? Like fucking wildfire? What's, where is your 10 out of 10-ness going to lie here moving forward? I mean, I think even just going back on those and revisiting those, I didn't give everybody 10 out of 10. I know that there's really no, good stuff no, in there. No, no, I think you gave like I three. think I'm going to be a lot nicer, yeah. like, in the past when I've been like, mm, nine. 9.5 maybe I'll be a little bit more lenient of like no yes you deserve an A plus here you go have a 10 I just realized that you know what surprises me that isn't on our 10 out of 10 mm. wall is Fashion Nugget by Cake oh nobody gave that a 10 out of mm. 10 huh 
Huh. You loved that, didn't you? Yeah. I did love that. How did we... We didn't really rank Amy or Fiona's stuff, did we? We never did an actual... We never did a full-on album. Mm. Here's a good question. How many 10 out of 10s does Fiona Apple have? I'm going to go with... At least two? uh, Just... Off the top of my head, I was going to say she has yeah. two off the top of my head. But I'm also a much bigger fan of the newer ones than I was once. Also true. So who knows? She might have a few 10 out of 10s. Mm. I don't know, man. Um, yeah, I'm going to keep... I I feel like I'm going to be a little bit harsher. I'm honestly with 1994. Places. I'm a little worried. <laughs> yeah. And I'm a little worried that we're going to end up with like 10 fucking 10 out of 10s this year just because 1994 has so many amazing, you know, yeah. it, we could be in trouble. I could run out of room you on the wall. You did this yourself. Time to buy a new house. Right? Oh, yeah. Uh, what are we going to cover this year? We we're going to cover Super Unknown, uh, Downward Spiral, mm. Dookie no need to argue the blue album like there's stuff we uh, i don't know we could be in trouble do you think people will do you think listeners like that do you think listeners want us to be nicer and want i think they do this is i think listeners like to hear you know okay here's the thing you're looking for podcasts right you're going through spotify you're like man i want to you know what i i just listened to the blue album and I want to hear people mm-hmm. talk about the blue album. You're not one of the th- one of the things that I realized is I was like snooping around other people's podcasts, and and one of the things that I kept finding was this kind of like why the album you like sucks podcast oh. type thing, and uh, I can't imagine ever wanting to listen to anything yeah. like that, unless right? you're like. I hate this album and I want someone to commiserate with. And so they think that, but I'm never yes. going to be like, Oh, you know what album I really loved? Let's go listen to somebody shit on it for 40 minutes. Yeah. That's, that's why I feel like this can't be a bad right. thing. If we're, if we've become nicer and we get to where we're just saying what really excites us about this specific yeah. music. Right. It can't be. That's got to be a good thing, I think thing, there's right? a little bit of room for a little healthy debate, though. For like, sure. we can't just, like, everybody loves it all the time on every album. Nobody wants that either. You want a little bit of, like... Uh-oh. I mean, you anybody that listens to our, um, our when we listen to new music, when we pick the 10 mm, new albums for the quarter... Those are good ones. We're very... And we're Honest. not always aligned. <laughs> like, yeah, well, yeah, but there's, I would say that, I don't know. Are, do those tend to be more negative or positive, you think, overall? I think generally more negative. I would say. I think you're right. Because one, it's our first listen to a lot of bands <laughs> that we've never heard of before. And then if it's a not mm-hmm. a new band, then it's. Oh my God. Last Interpol album was so much better than this Interpol album or. You love Interpol. (laughs) Not what you gave me. Um, So yeah, I think those ones tend to be a little bit more negative. I think when we have, when we're covering 94 and we're listening to Purple, it is the 3000th time we've listened to that album. So Stockholm Syndrome has shown us that the more that we listen to it, the more we're going to like it. Well, everyone, you heard it here first. We're nicer now, <laughs> but we're not that nice. So don't worry too much about it. Um, greatest hits, live albums, special editions. What are your guys' thoughts? Let me know. We'll we'll have an open debate. We'll keep talking about this. Uh, last year, Rachel and I did a uh, Here's Where You're Wrong that was more of a state of vinyl. And we had a couple of vinyl collectors on. I think we're going to do that every year now. I think so. We're going to do that again this year. That'll be a good spot to talk about these reissues because it's gotten really bad. Just let us know what you think. Let us know what you think about this, about how we rank the albums. uh, If when we think albums are 10 out of 10s, what you think of the wall, what doesn't deserve to be on there and what does. 
Uh, Rachel, you got any closing thoughts for all this rankings of things? Well, I I think something just to add on to what you said, you know, tell us what you think. I think it's interesting to understand other people's parameters for when they're what make what constitutes a 10 out of 10. Like you said, um, you know, they're setting the standard for they're inventing something new or they're perfecting something that uh, somebody's already created or a genre. I think it would be interesting mm-hmm. to hear what other people have to say of like, for you, like, what's a 10 out of 10? Like, why do you think it's the best of the best? Yeah. Yes. Anyway. Why? Give us an example of what's a 10 out of 10 and why. Yeah. And that's it. Uh, Versecourseverse.com, at Versecourseversepod. Hey, uh, Rachel, thanks for not really arguing with me. Uh, we don't have to time. argue every time. We do keep it spicy, yeah, but you know, not every time. <laughs> uh, join us next week. It's Rachel and I. We're back. Back again. We are uh, covering two different albums, getting ready for an interview. I can't tell you who we're interviewing, but I can tell you that we're covering... Uh, do I... I don't know. How do I say this? Sneakily. Uh, I can tell you who we're interviewing. Uh, look, we've got to get ready for a big, fat, giant interview. And the way to do that for us is to cover the 1994 goddamn... Amazeballs classic in American Thighs by Veruca Salt. And then we're also going to cover last year's Sleepwalker by the amazing Luis Post. I can't tell you who we're going to interview. You're just going to have to figure it out. (laughs) Everybody, have a a very wonderful day. I'm going to be so much healthier and ready and with it next time. I promise. Uh, Good night and good luck. Good luck.